This is Life in Progress, a therapy podcast with your host, Navart Wilborn. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and we're going to be having some honest conversations about life's struggles, both the day-to-day struggles and more serious hardships. Please remember that this podcast and all affiliated programs are not a substitute for therapy. So if you're struggling, please reach out to a therapist in your area and get the support you need. Thanks for joining me. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. I'm really excited because this is episode 40. So I've been doing this for 40 weeks. I think I missed one um, week when I was on vacation, but um, I'm really excited about that. And so for those of you who have been listening along the way, I appreciate the support. Um, I appreciate that you've been taking the time to listen to it. And also for all the people that reach out and give me feedback, that's always really, really helpful to kind of know if going in the right direction or if I could be doing anything different. So um, thank you for that. All right, so today I want to talk about the topic of weakness or what that really means to us. So I'm thinking of it very specifically in terms of how we think people view us and what we perceive as our weaknesses. So I'm thinking of this in terms of a few different things. So emotionally speaking, I think we as a society have determined along the way that showing emotional weakness is somehow wrong, or I guess let me rephrase that, showing emotion is perceived as a weakness. Now, not everyone believes that, of course, but generally speaking, I would say people perceive showing emotions as a weakness. We don't want to show other people when we struggle. We don't want people to know when we're having a hard time emotionally, whether it's, um, you know, we're, we're going through a hard time personally, or we're upset with something at work and it's making us emotional, or we're just struggling with mental health, maybe depression, anxiety, trauma, grief, whatever. We don't want people to know that. You don't have to look very far to see how that's evident in society. I mean, look at social media. So if you look at Facebook or Instagram, the people that you know most likely are not posting as much about struggle as they are about success and positive things that are happening in their lives. And I think a lot of the time that's because we want people, we don't want people to know when we're having a hard time. We don't want people to judge us for our struggles. We want people to see when we're happy, when our kids are happy, when we're on vacation, when everything is great, when we look nice, when we've taken family pictures, whatever, because that, I think we view that as a reflection of ourselves, that if people see me happy, then they'll think I'm a happy person, my life is great, everything is great, and then, you know, they won't think anything negative of me. And, you know, I think that's something most people feel because, again, people don't typically post the hard stuff, but it then perpetuates this cycle of we only tell show people the happy stuff. We only show people the good stuff. We don't show people when we struggle. We don't show people when we're not okay. And so if I don't show you when I'm struggling, then you're going to feel like you shouldn't show me when you're struggling. You have to always be together because I've always got it together. And that is just, I think it's unfortunate that our society does that because the reality is no one is ever always okay. Like you can't always be okay. Everyone has things that happen in their lives that are difficult, whether it's day-to-day difficulties or 
bigger things that are, you know, life altering difficulties, like a death in the family or a loss of a relationship or whatever. It's the grief of some sort, but unless it's an obvious loss, like a death of a family member that other people know about, I think we tend to, to want to protect our negative feelings and our emotions because we're not sure how those are going to be received by others. We're not sure how people are going to see us. So <clears throat> take me for example, I'm a therapist. I, my job, my passion is to help people in anything that might be going. It could be something small like um, you know, just something that they wanted to have happen didn't work out for them. And they're really disappointed about it or something like a death or loss of a job, loss of a home, loss of finances, loss of, a, you know, a, a child dying, um, <clears throat> mental health, depression, bipolar, whatever. My, my job is to be there and help people. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm perfect just because I can help you through your struggles doesn't mean that I don't struggle. And I think generally speaking, most people don't show their struggle. You know, a lot of therapists, every therapist has a different style, right? Some therapists will never open up about anything that's happening in their personal life. It's very clinical. It's very um, kind of detached in that way. And that works for some clients and some people really, really appreciate that and prefer that. That's not my style. My style is, you know, it's client centered. Everything is about the client and what they're going through. But I will throw in examples here and there if it's appropriate from my life to help you see that maybe I can, um, I've been through something that here's what I learned. Maybe this will help you or just to show you that I struggle too. And that is something that you need to know because I don't want you to think that, I somehow have it, have this perfect life and that I'm going to judge you for your struggles. And generally speaking with friends and family, that's the same. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't advertise my struggles. That's no one's business. Right. But, um, I'm open. Like if I'm having a hard time, the people that are closest to me are going to know because I need their support or I just need to talk about it, whatever. But I wonder for, for you, do you have those people that you share your struggles with? Or are you most of the time feeling like you have to live this perfect or what appears to be this perfect life because you're fearful of judgment? You know, I talked when I first started this podcast, one of the first things I shared in maybe the first or second episode was my fear of judgment. I was so scared to start this because I was scared that I was going to be judged. And I wasn't worried about strangers that didn't know me. I was worried about people that did know me because those are the people whose opinion matter. However, I had to get over that. Like nothing changed. If people are going to judge me, they're going to judge me. But I have to decide if I want to let other people's opinions dictate my life. And that's something I work through on a regular basis. I, I've learned to be more confident. I've learned to <clears throat> own my decisions and what I do and try to not care as much about what other people think. But at the end of the day, I care and that's not going to change. So I, I have to take each situation independently and work through that and say, okay, I'm about to do this. Here's the risk. Here's how people might view this, but here's why I want to do it. And I'm willing to take that risk knowing someone might judge me knowing that that would hurt my feelings if I knew about it, but chances are I'm not going to know if someone's judging me. 
And if someone's going to judge me, that's their opinion. They're entitled to that. I've judged people. <laughs> it's just a human condition. I'd like to say that I don't, but the reality is everyone's opinionated. We have to work on that. We have to work on not being judgmental and work on not being, you know, of course, rude to other people. But if someone's going to have a negative opinion of me, they're entitled to that. But I have to make a choice. Do I want other people's opinions to dictate my life, to dictate my decisions? Or do I want to do the things that matter to me, follow through with my goals, follow through with the things that I value? And it doesn't matter. Like if someone doesn't like it, they don't like it, but I don't need to worry about that. I just need to do my best. I need to do the things that, that I enjoy. I mean, I'm 40 episodes into this thing that I was terrified to do. Some people like it. Some people told me they love it. Some people don't listen to it. I'm sure some people don't like it. Oh, well, I'm not doing it for those people. I'm doing it for the people who are going to benefit from it. And I'm doing it for me. I'm learning a lot about myself. I enjoy this. Um, it's an important part of my, you know, I'm building my business. I'm trying to start new projects. And this is kind of a, a foundation for some of the things that I want to do. So it doesn't have to be liked by everyone for it to matter and for me to want to do it. And that is something that I want you to hear. You are going to have to put yourself out there. You're going to have to take risks and you're going to have to show weakness for you to be a genuine person. Again, don't show weakness to people that don't have the right to view that weakness. You have to be appropriate with who you choose because there are oversharers. There are people that will tell anyone they interact with about the personal things that they're going through and some of the really, really private matters of their lives. And that's not appropriate. You shouldn't be sharing personal information about your mental health and your struggles with random strangers if there's no reason to do that. If you have a filter problem, you probably want to work on that because not everyone should hear your stuff. But then you've got this other side of, you know, the people that you do interact with, the people that play a role in your life. Are you having to put on a face to be the kind of person that you think they want to see or the strong person that you want to be? And at times that's appropriate. Sometimes you have to suck it up and you have to just be strong because it's not the time or the place to deal with whatever you're going through. But are you living in that space of having this mask on and always having to pretend to be stronger than you are to the point where you lose track of who you are or you just are burdened constantly by not being able to be yourself? Because some people end up having more difficulty, more mental health problems, simply by having to pretend to always be stronger than they feel. And that is something that I want you to consider. If you're struggling, even if it's not an obvious struggle, like because this person died, you are sad, but more of a, I have anxiety or I have depression or I'm insecure in my relationship or I'm in secure about my parenting, or I don't have any friends, whatever. If you're struggling, you have to figure out what you can do to create an environment that supports you being able to be yourself. So having people to talk to if possible, whether it's a family member, a friend, or a therapist, um, figuring out how to talk about your feelings if that's something really difficult for you. 
And then when it comes to social media, you have to make a decision. Do you share some of your struggles? Like if you have a safe platform to do that, the people on your social media, your Facebook are supportive and you feel like they would really benefit from seeing the real stuff for themselves, for you, all of that. If you feel like you want to share a little bit of that struggle, put that out there. See what would happen if you didn't always fabricate these posts to be perfect and only post the happy things and the outings with your friends where you're all cute and dressed up, but instead the days where you don't feel great, whatever. Put that out there and see how you feel. Would that help you feel more genuine? Would that help you feel like you're being more honest with yourself and other people? If that's not the right path for you, maybe you need to not be as um, involved in social media. Maybe you need to take a break. Maybe you need to not have it at all because if seeing other people's, you know, seemingly perfect life on Facebook makes you feel worse about yourself because you don't live that or you don't feel that, remove it. Take yourself off of that. You don't have to see that or really filter whose stuff pops up on your feed um, or who you're even friends with. You don't have to put yourself through seeing other people's portrayal of their perfect life because the reality is no one has a perfect life. So I would rather you scroll through Facebook and when you see all these people only posting happy, I want you to look at that. I'm kind of encouraging you to be a little judgmental. You know, take this with a grain of salt. But that little bit of judgment that I want you to have is, okay, I just need to remember that that's not the, the full story. That is a snapshot of a moment of happiness or joy or whatever. And good for them. That's great. I'm glad that they experienced that. But I need to remember that is not what every moment of that person's day looks like. It's not possible. It's not possible. And if you question that or if someone tries to convince you that that's possible, I'm telling you right now, it's not possible. So you're just going to have to trust me on it. The same way that you don't experience that is the same way that other people don't experience it. Everyone has struggle. So the reality, though, is that there are a lot of people who cannot logically apply that to other people. They can look at their own lives and say, well, I know I struggle a lot. Yes, I have good moments and good days and things are great, but then I struggle a lot. But all these other people don't struggle. And they believe that. People genuinely believe that. And I don't know where that comes from. I think in part it's just insecurity. I think in part it's because of um, just not really having conversations with people where they get to talk about that real, uh, the reality of struggle. And I think some people, they're just... I don't know, they just can't see outside of themselves. They can't, they can't imagine that anyone else would struggle the way that they do. But everyone struggles. So if you're looking at someone else's stuff and or you look at, you know, you hear someone talk about their success in their job, it doesn't even have to be social media. It can be in-person conversations. If you have people in your life who every time you see them and talk to them, they're just talking about all these great things that they're going through, all these vacations they're taking, all the success in their job, how happy their family is, all of that. Good for them, but just remember that doesn't come without moments of struggle. Their struggle may not look like your struggle, but everyone struggles. So going back to this idea of weakness, what is your perceived weakness in yourself? What is it that you are so insecure about that you don't want other people to know you go through? Do you you know, want people to see you as a really confident mom or a really confident wife? Or do you want them to see that your relationship with your spouse is just bulletproof and you're so happy? 
Um, do you want people to think you're you know, really intelligent or that you have a really good job, whatever, or, you know, your body confidence is great. You don't want them to know that you struggle with insecurities, whatever it is that you really want people to see you as, I just want you to think about that and ask yourself, what is the cost for you personally for having to always live out loud in a certain way that shows you as something other than who you really are all the time? What is the cost of this mask of happiness or this mask of perfection or this mask of, you know, no struggle? Because there is a cost. It's exhausting to always pretend to be happier than you are or to have, you know, to pretend like your relationship is great when really maybe you're struggling on the verge of separation, whatever. I want you to just start off by asking yourself, how do you try to portray yourself and is that really who you are and how you feel or is there are there aspects of that where you are faking it and don't get me wrong everyone has to fake it at sometimes everyone that's why fake it till you make it is the saying we all have to put on this face this mask of strength at times where we don't feel it right last week I shared with you I had dropped water all over my office and was on my hands and knees cleaning up water, I didn't feel fantastic. I was really irritated, <clears throat> but I couldn't show that in my sessions with clients. I couldn't show that with the people, you know, my job had to keep going. You know, in the past few months, we've been through some things in the family where we've experienced loss. I can't show that. I got to, I got to suck it up. I got to go to work. I have clients to help. I have things to do. No one knew. Even if, you know, outside of that, there were tears and sadness and sorrow, suck it up. You got to go through life. So I'm not telling you that you have to wear your feelings on your sleeve all the time. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying figure out what it is that you are scared to show people and why. Um, if it's appropriate to hide that, hide it. It's fine. But wait till it's appropriate. Wait till you're with the right people to express that with. But... I want you to think about if you live your entire life with everyone in it being fake, right? So I know people who can't even open up to the closest to them. They don't feel safe in that. They don't feel comfortable showing vulnerability or maybe the people ha they have in their lives aren't safe to talk to. Um, but I want you to think about that. Everyone needs to have someone safe to talk to. If you don't have that, you need to think about that. If you don't have it in the form of a friend or a family member, you need a therapist, whatever. But also, bigger picture, we don't like to show weakness, generally speaking, in society. And I think this is, maybe this is an overgeneralization, but I think it's more common in men. You know, we, men are, are um, it's harder for men to show tears or sadness or fear or anything like that because I think there is a lesson that is um, kind of taught to children, boys, men, that we don't show feelings, right? And so I think there's some changes <clears throat> with that now, but I think everything needs to be balanced. Boy, both men and women need to know when it's okay to express and when it's not. We all have to know when, you know, you have to be strong and when you can let your guard down and express your feelings. But I think that generally speaking, we are responsible for deciding if we want to show our, our vulnerability and when we don't. And I'm an advocate of 
you know, again, I'm a, a, my boundaries are great. I know when to show it and when to not show it, but I also sometimes intentionally show it because I think everyone needs to have a, they need to know that there's someone they can show that with, right? So if I'm in a group of friends or acquaintances that I don't know very well, and um, it's okay for me to share an appropriate amount of what I might struggle with given that, you know, who's in that circle, because I want them to know I'm not a fake person. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm, you know, I, I don't, I don't appreciate fake friendships. I don't appreciate people who, um, always have to look and dress a certain person to impress other people. I don't, that's not my thing. So, um, I will share like, Hey, you know, kids drive me crazy today or I was struggling with this today or you know I'm exhausted and I'm not in my a game or you know whatever that's a really minor weakness but there are people that won't show that they will never show that they always have to be put together they can't show that their kids sometimes give them a hard time or that they're feeling anxious I own the fact that I have anxiety I if someone doesn't like that someone thinks that's a weakness in me that's a them problem not a me problem is a part of who I am. I've learned to manage it, but there are things that I struggle with. I am very comfortable sharing that with you or anyone who wants to talk to me about it because the reality is most people have anxiety to some degree. Some have it more than others. If some people don't have anxiety, they got something else, right? And so if you can have a conversation with me where you hear me talk about some of the ways that I struggle, then if you're my client, you're going to hopefully feel like, okay, I'm not trying to make myself out to be perfect. I do have problems. Um, and if you're my friend or a family member or just a, someone I interact with, then hopefully you can see that I'm, I'm an honest, real person and I would appreciate that in other people. So I'm gonna do my best to be that person. But again, boundaries. Know your boundaries, know your filter, know when it's okay and when it's not okay. Don't go sharing your weaknesses with someone who's gonna take advantage of that. Don't share your weakness with someone who is really... Um, kind of a rude bully type person. And these are things we have to teach our children too. We have conversations all the time with our kid about, you know, being confident and they're always going to be bullies, but you get to decide if what other people say bothers you. It might hurt your feelings, but don't show it. Rise above it and then come home and talk to us about it and we'll work through it together. And then you can find the confidence. Even if you didn't feel it in the moment, you got to push through. You cannot show that, but then you come home and you talk to me, you show me your weakness. You can talk to me about that weakness, but it's not appropriate to show a bully weakness. Not appropriate at all. You can go to your teacher and ask for help. You can come here and to me and my, you know, to dad to ask for help. So we have to teach our kids that, but there are a lot of parents that don't have those conversations with their kids. It stops with don't show your weakness, but okay, what is kids supposed to do with all those feelings that are there, the, the weakness they do feel or the fear or the sadness or the whatever? We have to teach children, we have to teach ourselves as adults that feeling weakness, feeling feelings is part of human nature. Figuring out when it's okay to show it is something we have to nurture. We have to learn that. But then there are times where we have to share our weakness. We have to talk about our feelings in an appropriate way, even when other people are uncomfortable with that or even when they just, you know, they don't relate to it. So you have to know when it's okay and when it's not okay. 
Um, I could go on and on about this to explain this to you more because it's kind of in depth when you think about it, but I just want this to be a food for thought where you just kind of start questioning yourself. <clears throat> Are you afraid to show weakness? When do you show weakness? How do you teach your children about weakness? How do you teach your children about confidence? All of that. And you know, if, if there's more to this conversation, it's a good thing to talk to about, uh, with someone close to you or your therapist or whoever, or me, you know, reach out if you have questions and something you wanted me to go into more depth about, I can. But, um, but all that to say, it's okay that you're not perfect. It's okay that you have feelings. It's okay that you struggle. Know when to show it. Know when not to. Don't overshare and don't live your life behind a mask because both ends of the, you know, both extremes can be really unhealthy. So I hope this gave you something to think about. Um, and I hope that you have a great rest of your day. All right. Take care. Bye.